Texting privacy policy in terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting rules for occurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop, opt out. The pandemic has been hard on all our kids. New studies show more than one in three children who started school in the pandemic now need intensive reading help. That's right. Millions of kids in kindergarten through third grade in the United States cannot read at grade level. Here's the good news. Your child can be reading in just 30 days, guaranteed, with Hooked on Phonics. Even if your child has been struggling, Hooked on Phonics will teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. And right now, you can get started for just $1. Text the word GRADE to 323232 right now. Hooked on Phonics is highly effective and incredibly fun. And everything can be done right from home and in less than 20 minutes a day. For more than 30 years, Hooked on Phonics has been the proven learn-to-read program that kids love to use. Text GRADE to 323232 and teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. Text GRADE to 323232 right now and get started for just $1. Text GRADE to 323232 now. Text GRADE to 323232. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Welcome back, everyone. This is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell, and we're coming to you live and around the world from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, on the Exxon Broadcast Network and the Starcom Radio Network and dot radio.co. My guest this hour is Lynn, Lisa Barnett. We're going to be talking to Lisa about her new book, The Infinite Wisdom of the Akashic Records. And also, we're going to be... Um, investigating, I guess we could call it, what the Akashic Records are. So joining me now is Lisa Barnett, who is an internationally known author, Akashic teacher, consultant, and founder of Akashic Knowing School of Wisdom. She is a clear channel of divine wisdom, an energy master, and spiritual teacher. Lisa brings more than 20 years of spiritual counseling and energetic healing to her clients and students. Now, Lisa specializes in in teaching people how to align with their individual soul paths by accessing their own Akashic records. The result is greater personal fulfillment, happiness, and abundance. And Lisa, welcome to the Exxon. Thank you for having me on, Rob. I'm excited to be here with you. Well, we're excited uh, having you with us because we hear a lot of people talk about accessing the Akashic records. and, And they're are very few people who, unlike yourself, really know nothing about it. However, here you are, an expert, you've written a book on it. So tell us, Lisa, what are the Akashic Records and where are they? Oh, always a great place to start, Rob, thanks. So the Akashic Records are the records of your soul. So each person has their very own individual record, Mm -hmm. as well as there are um, huge records of of groups and planets and, you know, kind of everything you can imagine. So if you think that... um, that the earth itself is a sentient being, it has a record. So so does your family group, all of those people right. that you contracted to come together. So your record is um, huge, ancient, really infinite in a way, because we come to this earth mm-hmm. 
probably 600, 700, 800 times. So Whoa. imagine that just makes its own small library right there. And then, of course, if you believe in other worlds, planets, dimensions, we mm-hmm. go there and live there also. And so we literally have our very own Akashic library. It's always a good way to imagine it. We can kind of wrap our brains around a library, right? Yes, you wish you could. And, yeah, and then what I love to... Um, to share because I always think this is one of the cooler parts is that you actually have your very own personal librarians. So there are beings of light that do nothing but keep your records, Rob. So that means that if you want to access information about your soul, Mm -hmm. you can speak to these beings who are here to support you on your soul journey. So a whole nother really... um, big level of support for us little humans here, you know, or as of course we're not really little, but we seem to see ourselves that way. And we find that um, from working in the Akashic Records for all these years, what I found is that when people can start to uh, acknowledge, recognize, learn about some of the reasons that they've come to life, to this life, wherever you are living, you know, whether you're in Canada or the United States or Europe, wherever that is, why did I pick that place? Why did I pick that family? What did my soul want to do? What gifts do I have Hmm. to share? So all of this is actually written about in your Akashic Records, so valuable information that's useful in your daily life. Let me ask you something, Lisa. The Book of Life that Christians and other people who believe in God, when they die, they go to heaven. St. Peter looks in the book of life to see if you've been good enough to enter into the pearly gates. Could this be one description of the Akashic Records? Yes, absolutely, Rob. I really believe that that is um, one name Mm -hmm. for the Akashic Records. Your name is written in the book of life. Right. speak about that. We do We do um, read about that, of course, in the Bible. And yes, I, I do hear that is kind of the same thing. Wow. <laughs> um, you, you said you can open up the Akashic records uh, of your business. Now, wh- you know, how can we do that? Like that seems to be the biggest secret of the, of all time being told to everyone that we can actually do this to improve ourselves, to get a better understanding of who, what, when, where, and why. Mm-hmm. How do we do it? Well, um, that's what's written about in the book. So the Infinite Wisdom of the Akashic mm-hmm. Record, I really explain. It's it's a how-to book. I tell you how. It's it's more, more than a half an hour discussion. So, sure. But I you know, wrote about it in a 200-page book so people can absolutely get the book and, and, um, and read all about that with, with exercises and processes. But the, the truth is, is that, that you, each person, has your very own um, Akashic record. So where we would start, now if I'm working with a client and a client would come to me and say, gee, Lisa, I have a couple of um, kind of good business prospects, but I I don't know which one to pick. I don't know which one, you know, is going to work out the best. What can you tell me? Mm -hmm. So we literally would open that person's Akashic record, and the business itself has its own record. So we open the record of the business using, you know, the business name, 
and um, and ask the masters that are keeping the business records and you and your records what's in the highest and best interest for you both really because you're kind of both energies and entities and um, and what can we know about that so you would ask a lot of kind of different sorts of questions like do I have a karmic contract with this person that is proposing this project is there do I have past lives with this person do I have um, uh, positive soul contracts or is there some lesson or vow that I want to work through so we can actually go to kind of deeper places mm-hmm. when we're looking at say working with a person who might be the highest and best person for me to work with so you can look at something like that I um I, I work with a couple of people who um, are, are relatively well known, and on, on projects like which which project has the most energy, which is the highest um, vibration to bring out into the world now, what's going to be the most useful for humanity, what's going to serve the most people, this project or this project or this project, which one is the best for me to do now, and it's really fascinating to me because. One project can have so much, you know, for lack of a better word, energy, vibration, vitality, excitement, just literal drive in a project. And another can feel like nothing, be almost like flat. It's just not ready. The timing isn't right. The person who's proposing it isn't um, in integrity. And you can ask all of those questions. So we're not going in um, blind. We're not going in with our eyes closed. Well, that's always good in any situation. But tell me, Lisa, how did you discover or how did you decide that what you wanted to do with your life was be a representative of the Akashic Records? Well, you know, honestly, Rob, it was a little bit less about my choice and more about theirs. <laughs> and when I say theirs, I'm talking literally about these beings of light that keep the record. So um, for me, the way it started out is I was really working as a energy healer, um, intuitive, psychic, and I was really doing, you know, my work, my energy healing with my clients. And, and every once in a while, I would get this. It was like um, the heavens opened up. I was um, skyrocketed to the moon, and I could see this huge expanse of information about this person and their life and what their soul had wanted to do when they came and you know what karma they wanted to complete and just all sorts of information. And I would always think, wow, that is crazy amazing. That is you know bigger than anything I'm getting as a as an intuitive or as a psychic or as a healer. But it was kind of a hit or miss sort of thing for me. Mm -hmm. What I realized in hindsight was that when I came together with a client that had a very high vibration, we could, you know, take that wonderful little rocket ship to the moon. But otherwise, I was working more in the um, more intuitive psychic realms, the knowingness, the chakras, the auras, the, a little bit more in the higher self realm. Um, and so what started to happen is this would happen more and more and more often that I would get this big information and I would hear this 
voice of these beings and um and eventually i i had a conversation with someone who said oh i can actually teach you how to do that consciously right i can teach you how to just you know not get there in this kind of willy-nilly hit or miss sort of way Mm -hmm. but i can show you how to do that and it's possible to use what we call as a sacred prayer or which acts as a vibrational key so if you imagine again your akashic library this beautiful ancient stone library with those big wooden doors that's the way i always see it now you have this big golden key and you can unlock that door and go in whenever you desire so by using a vibrational key we can access our own akashic records whenever we wish and that's what i teach people how to do so when i started to do this work Mm -hmm. and i learned how to do this work the lords the the masters the beings of light that keep my records and keep the records of my business which is akashic knowing right school of wisdom they said your job is to bring this out to the world and i said you're nuts you know (laughs) honestly i had three small children i had three toddlers i'm like i'm busy you guys come on so they said you know this is your soul contract this is what you came to do and i kind of said oh okay i'll you know i'll make baby steps and that's what we do as people as humans it's all just you know fine and perfect and divine timing and so i kept doing readings for for clients and and teaching um classes here where i live in california and it just grew and grew until they finally said it's time to write the book (laughs) and so i said okay how again here's a great story about how to use the akashic records for your business i said how am i supposed to write this book in a month Mm -hmm. i you know i was part of a um i was actually part of a book contest and i and i was supposed to um put a uh, um a business a book proposal in i was writing one book proposal and the akashic master said write the other book and i'm like what the heck are you talking about what other book and they said the akashic book the infinite wisdom of the akashic records write it put it in the contest and i said sure right no problem let me just write a book in 30 days you know mm-hmm. and so <laughs> so of course i said how tell me how and they gave me two steps and i thought you're nuts but whatever you know good great make it happen you're the beings of light make it happen and it happened i literally wrote this book proposal in 30 days with the help of this woman that they told me to call and i put it in the contest um and three months later i had literally forgotten almost about the contest because it went three months you didn't hear anything three months later i got a phone call and they said you won first prize you won an agent which just, I always say, had nothing to do with me, but all to do with the Akashic Masters. And uh, you know how they go, how they say, the rest is history. The agent got me a publisher who got my book published, and here I am with you. Wow. So why did these, these beings of light contact you? Why Lisa Barnett? <laughs> I ask them that all the time, I have to say, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, The truth is, is that they contact tons and tons of people. But most people just don't listen, right? Well, how do we know? How how do the people know they're being contacted by the masters or the light beings of the great Akashic Records? 
Well, so basically what I've seen is Mm -hmm. that, um, that, you know, there's quite a few people. I teach people how to do this work. So I have, you know, over a thousand people around the world Mm -hmm. who are opening their own Akashic records. And I do study groups and I do teachings and trainings and people receive some pretty big and profound messages about what their soul came to do. And I've seen over the years, probably about almost 10, 15 years ago, I was at a gathering of Akashic Record teachers, all people. I was more of a newbie. There was more experienced teachers there. And um, I got this message. You are supposed to bring this the work out to the world, the Akashic Record work out to the world. And I talked to two other women, two other teachers at that same gathering of, of Akashic teachers, who said, I've gotten that same message. And I said, fabulous, great, there's three of us. We can, you know, do this together. But the other two have just um, kind of fallen away. Mm. Their lives got busy. They didn't trust in it. They, whatever, whatever, we, mm. you know, decide. And so, um, so basically, maybe I just... Mm, so basically, from what, I, from what I understand, the... the light masters, let's call them that, from the Akashic Records, want you, Lisa Barnett, to spread the word and to teach people how to do this. That's your mission. That is. <laughs> that is my mission. And, and of course, I would say um, it appears to be happening with mm-hmm. much grace and ease. I know that, you know, I was very, felt very happy and excited to be contacted by 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 zone rob that was like wow that's so cool you know to get to be on some of these big syndicated radio shows is huge so mm-hmm. thank you thank you for having me on it's my and pleasure. thank you for helping us to you know spread this um information and this work so you know i'm certainly not alone there's there's more of us and one of the reasons that the akashic beings of light the akashic record masters teachers um, want us to do this is that the Akashic Records are all part of really divine source energy. It is the high unified field of the Creator, and so it's pure love. It's very, very powerful. There is great um, expanse, wisdom, unconditional love, forgiveness, right. teachings, and they say this is so beneficial for humanity now. The more people who can get it out and teach it, mm-hmm. the better it is for the earth, the better it is for humanity. So, so, so let me um, ask you something, yeah. sweetie. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't the Akashic, uh, the beings of light, the Akashic masters, contact all the great leaders of the world who have the ability and the power to make sweeping changes why don't they just contact you know, Rob, them? Yeah. Right. I, I don't know that they don't. Well, taking right? a look at the, the state of the world, I, I, <laughs> if they're if they're if they're contacting them, they're not listening. That, that's it exactly. Yeah. I, that's 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 exactly what I was going to say. I yeah. just don't know if they are listening because they're wrapped up in politics and stories and mm. all sorts of other things. Right. Yeah. They're not sitting, you know, in kind of the deep meditative space, creating the space for love and healing Mm -hmm. that many of us are here doing and to do. 
So, you know, it really is a different kind of energy. And it's important that, um, you know, of course we have, we have, you know, amazing people like the Dalai Lama, who I'm sure is, is in, in constant communication with, with the Creator, if you want to say God, you know, with the Akashic Masters, with all of the above. But, and, you know, but we need a whole lot more of us. Yeah, we, we sure do. <laughs> in higher places than me. We sure do. Um, <laughs> when we look at the different religious leaders, like the Pope and the Dalai Lama, how do they, how do they relate to the, the Akashic Records? Do they have the same access that anyone else would have? Is preferential treatment given to them because of their their earthly state? Or is this all part of their soul path that they're on? Mm. You know, that's an interesting question. So I've actually read, I, uh, I should go back and look for the ex- exact quote, that the, the Dalai Lama has... Um, made some very beautiful, positive mm-hmm. um, statements about the Akashic Record. Um, you know, of course, the Pope would say, you know, the Book of Life, of yeah. course, everyone's name is, is written there. So to, to me, the information that I get is, is that if you are um, on a spiritual path, if you have been able to move out of that place of, you know, kind of heavy e- ego, you know, the egoic stance, and move into a higher, more expansive plane, um, the Akashic Records are available to us. They are our records, and they are here to serve us. So I would say that... um, that they're literally here for everyone. And, and many people would say, you know, I, I talk to God, and, or I, I receive divine information or guidance or wisdom. And, and I would, you know, venture to guess that for many of those people, they literally are um, accessing the Akashic Records. How do our past lives affect our present life and our future lives? You know, I see that um, many of them are connected. So kind of the way the Akashic Masters would explain it is is that, again, you know, say imagine you've had 600 lives, and we kind of leapfrog around. So imagine that maybe 100 of those 600 is um, with one purpose. And so those lives that are related to this life mm-hmm. are here to serve us by giving us information on how to do that, how to do that with greater ease. You know, so um, kind of an example is when I was writing the book, mm-hmm. um, I, I went into my Akashic Records and I said, please show me past lives in which I was a published author. Show me past lives in which I wrote with ease. Show me past lives in which I could get out of my own darn way, right? <laughs> so I can access, everyone can really access this soul wisdom. Times where you were proficient or successful or, you know, really good at doing something. And so what we call this our, our kind of um, soul, your soul lineage, So the masters give me this beautiful um, image of a pearl necklace, and they would say, you have a soul lineage of an author, of a writer. 
of a communicator. So I do a lot of talking more than I do a lot of writing. But so that's part of the communication lineage, which takes, you know, writing into account as well as the speaking. Right. Um, but that that pearl necklace, if you imagine, mm-hmm. each pearl is a lifetime in which, say, I was I was a good communicator. Now I'm sure you have a huge communicator pearl necklace, Rob. Right? As a as a radio show host, as a TV show mm-hmm. host, probably as a writer, all of those that would be a huge piece of who you are and what your purpose is and what you came to do and share. How do we know when it's time to, or how do we know when our mission has been accomplished? I don't mean just in this lifetime. I don't mean the moment we die, but I, I from what I understand, there, there are lives that continue when one mission is not completed. So that's almost the way that I I would um, uh, how would you say refer to karma. Mm-hmm. So to me, karma is not um, a punishment. It's not you know um, I did something bad, so now I'm going to come back and be punished, and I have to learn how to do it right. Um, it's not an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. It's literally about growing and learning. So if a life is incomplete. Mm-hmm. Maybe um, something happens and I die early and I don't complete the growth, the learning, the purpose that I had set out for myself as a soul. Right. I will come back to complete that in another lifetime. And it may be, again, this is that string of maybe a hundred lives. So, um, you know, again, we have different kind of strings and mm-hmm. paths and karmic paths. So, so we have kind of variety of lives. We're not always the same thing. But as a soul, you have a propensity to really one thing more than another. So, again, for people like you and me, that would be about communication. And we would do that different ways in different lives. Right. And if it didn't get finished, maybe mm-hmm. some life you spoke your truth and you got killed for it. All right, so you now and I, I want to come back and finish that. <laughs> all right, let's continue this great conversation on the other side of this news break I have to take. Okay. Exo Nation, my guest this hour is Lisa Barnett. Lisa is the author of a new book entitled The Infinite Wisdom of the Akashic Records. Her website is www.theinfinitewisdom.com. And uh, you can have an, an Akashic Record consultation at www.akashicknowing.com. Lisa and I will return on the other side of this break as we continue here in the Exome from our broadcast center in beautiful Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, on the shores of Lake Ontario, right in between the city of Toronto and Niagara Falls, Ontario, which is just on the other side of our good neighbors in the United States, Niagara Falls, New York. We'll be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away. Do you think you have energy problems in your home? Do you feel better when you're away than when you're home? 
Joey Korn is a global leader in the world of dowsing who specializes in personal energy clearing and space clearing. He can help you create an ideal energy environment in your home no matter where you live in the world. Learn about his remote spiritual house cleaning services and much more at www.dowsers.com. You can get Joey's book, Dowsing, A Path to Enlightenment, as well as other dowsing books and tools, Kabbalah books, and Walter Russell books. Joey's work is really amazing. Go to dowsers.com right now. That's D-O-W-S-E-R-S dot com or call 1-877-DOWSING. That's 1-877-369-7464. One Florida drug dealer made a serious mistake when he dared peddle his poisons on the schoolyard of Robert W. Morgan's preteen daughter. Morgan, a budding film director, tracked him to his hidden Everglades lair where his meth lab mysteriously blew sky high. When Morgan's demands to police to make grammar school playgrounds safer from drugs were ignored, he sought the counsel of CIA operative Frank Sturgis. Again, he was warned to give up what was becoming an obsession. Instead, Robert used his reputation as a filmmaker to infiltrate the mafia by stroking their egos and offering to make films for them offshore so they could import them as foreign product without paying taxes. When they agreed to build him a studio in Panama, Robert called the DEA and FBI and offered to work undercover. In time, their combined efforts revealed how the mob was secretly laundering billions of dollars through the Vatican Bank in Rome before returning to the States as foreign investments. Now read Morgan's story, Citizen Spy, Vatican Cover-Up, The Mob, Money Laundering, and Murder, available at Amazon.com, BN.com, and Borders.com. Manifestation is driven by imagination, intent, and passion. In our culture, all three have been distorted and disabled by modern media and exploitation. Re-engage your imagination and your passion by entering into the world of paranormal romance. Kahir O'Donnell takes her readers on an exciting journey into the endless possibilities of loving, passionate, and mutually respectful male-female relationship. Her latest book, The Long Dark Night, features special ops adventure, a daring rescue, a psychic woman from the stars, and a special agent that will die to protect her. The Long Dark Night by Kahira O'Donnell is now available at kahiraodonnell.com or amazon.com. I'm William S. Peckham. If you enjoy a good mystery with a touch of the paranormal, then you'll love my novel, From Out of the Woodwork. It's the story of a young Toronto contractor, Sean Kennedy, who buys derelict homes, guts them, and turns them into multifamily dwellings, slums just waiting to happen. When Sean buys 29 Livery Lane, the house fights back. Former owners unexpectedly come out of the woodwork as he starts the destruction. The apparitions come to him when he touches old books, reads hidden letters, rummages through old boxes, finds a locket or reads a discovered manuscript of a murder mystery. From Out of the Woodwork will take you from 1899 to the horror of the World Trade Center, September 11, 2001. Check out From Out of the Woodwork on my website, www.williamspeckham.com. Hi, this is Eric Rawls of Cosmoverse.com, and you're listening to Rob McConnell in the X Zone. 
Hi, this is Blade Runner, and you are listening to Canada's number one paranormal radio show, The X Zone, with Rob McConnell. Hi, I'm Laura Sabrin of Cease to Fields Organic Vineyard in Jordan, and you're listening to Canada's number one paranormal radio show, The X Zone, with Rob McConnell. Hi, my name is Lady Ashley, the White Witch of Niagara-on-the-Lake, and you're listening to Canada's number one paranormal talk radio show, The X Zone, with Rob McConnell. Welcome to The X Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Welcome back, everyone. Don't forget, Wednesday, September 30th, from 8 p.m. until 10 p.m. Eastern, the debate that ufology can hardly wait for. It's going to be Stanton T. Friedman debating Michael Horn on the Billy Meyer case. That is live. It's going to be broadcast around the world, audio and video, right here from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, on the Exxon Radio and TV show. It's going to be broadcast on radio.co. It's going to be broadcast on, my goodness, uh, of course, on Starcom Radio Network. It's going to be broadcast on the Exxon broadcast network as well as your favorite gaming machine so there's going to be no excuse why anyone around the world will not be able to number one listen to the debate watch the debate and ask questions during the debate the debate is going to be moderated by yours truly but we are going to have a panel of experts that are going to discuss the debate after it that is on wednesday september the 30th from 8 p.m. until 10 p.m., that is the debate, and then the conversation and the analysis of the debate will continue from 10 p.m. until midnight. It's going to be a great night. Exonation, we're talking about the Akashic Records this hour. My guest is Lisa Barnett, who is an internationally known author, Akashic teacher, consultant, and founder of the Akashic Knowing School of Wisdom. Here's a couple of websites. The main website, of course, is akashicknowing.com. And if you'd like to um, go and find out more about her new book, The Infinite, Infinite Wisdom, it's www.infinitewisdom.com. And uh, she is also available on Facebook and Twitter. Thanks very much for being with us, Lisa. Thoroughly enjoying this hour with you. Um, in your book and in the information that we've read up on you and what you're doing you mentioned soul contracts or vows what are they Mm, so each soul before we come in and it's kind of an interesting thought that also ties into often a question about um predestination so the interesting thing is as a soul before you come to earth each time you make a big plan so you say, who am I going to work with? Who am I going to be born to? Mm-hmm. Of course, we all need to be born to somebody. So, you know. It helps. You, it, it's a good thing mm-hmm. right here on this planet, at least. Um, so we have we write soul contracts. Now, mm-hmm. one of the interesting things is is that not everyone has a specific or particularly positive soul contract with their parents. Sometimes the contract is to give birth to them and let them go. Sometimes the soul contract is with someone else in the family. So that would be maybe a a lifetime in which you were um, put up for adoption. Another situation might be a lifetime where you have 
Um, maybe you have a single mother and your grandmother's really the one who raises you. Mm-hmm. You may really have a soul contract with that grandmother or that aunt or um, with one of your siblings. And so they're not always really cut and dry and simple. So a lot of times um, people will call, say, why the heck did I pick this family? I don't, I feel like I'm you know, living on another planet, right? Mm-hmm. They're all very strange to me, right? right? And so the truth is we look, we can look at and ask about the, the why did you pick that particular family? What, who are the soul contracts mm-hmm. with? What are they about? Sometimes the soul contract may be about finishing some karma. So you may end up um, being born into a family that is not a particularly nice family, but the karma for you is about learning and completing um, that cycle of growth around um, kindness to children or not seeing children as just short adults, right, and treating them like that. So we have all sorts of little bits of things that we're learning about, we're growing around, we're, we're literally coming here to, to Earth okay. to remember the truth of who we are, that we are divine beings, that we, that we are infinite souls, that there is no such thing truly as the end. There is, you know, there is the death of the body, but mm-hmm. there is never the death of the soul, right? Let me ask you so, something. Let me ask you something at yes. this point. Let yes. us say that before coming here, someone makes a plan to come back. And they say, okay, this is what I'm going to do. These are the people I want to be involved with. This is my mission. Uh, this looks like the mom and dad I need to be born to in order to complete my, my lesson. Am I correct so far? Yep. Okay, what happens if this little seed, for lack of a better word at this point, comes down to a mother and is aborted? What happens? It wasn't in the plan. It wasn't in the plan. What happens? Right. Well, it wasn't apparently in that maybe, in that baby's plan. And we can say that, we also would say maybe, because um, it is sometimes in that plan. But what happens, but what but what happens, happens is, if the getting aborted was not mm-hmm. in the child's plan? Because I am told right. by everyone who comes on this show is that we have free will. We can mm-hmm. at any time change and make a decision that will yes. that will change the 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 purported chain of events. Yes. yes. How does this so affect it? Soul, mm-hmm. So how does this Sorry. affect everything? Well, the soul would literally just kind of go back, regroup, and start over again because we're infinite. But, and when we're not embodied, mm-hmm. we don't really care. We're not dead. We didn't die. But doesn't this we put said, oh. but doesn't <laughs> this but doesn't this put a a big question mark as to the validity of sitting down, making this plan, and coming back to to complete a lesson? Doesn't this show a big a big a big rift right. in the reality of these statements? Right. So the way I see it, Rob, mm-hmm. is that because we have so many things we want to do, it's not one, right? So when I'm gonna come, I'm gonna say, oh, um, 
maybe m- my personal plan would say to marry this person who I've had some good lives with before, mm-hmm. and I'm blessed to actually be coming up on my 25th wedding anniversary this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I met that person, I was like, oh, there you are. You know, I wasn't a kid. I was 34. I said, oh, finally. Well, geez, where have you been? You know, know, and there's the possibility I would not have met him. We could have gone in different directions. Something could have happened where I wouldn't have met him. But we have many, many backup plans. So we literally write hundreds of soul contracts. So most of us, if if we're wanting to, say, marry and have children, if we're writing contracts for for spouses and and children, then we're writing more than one. So most people literally have three, six, twelve soul contracts for significant partners, and and very often, you know, quite a few for kids, and they don't all come to fruition because we exactly have free will. So what is the sense, so what is the sense of taking the time to write a soul contract if everyone else who has written their own their own soul contract and is on this planet has the ability to to uh, to use their free will in order to alter their life thus you have the ripple effect and every other life that was supposed to be attached to this person their plans are altered so what is the sense in doing it? Well, you know, the way I see it is it's, it doesn't, you know, because a ripple goes through a pond, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't wipe everything out. It may shift what we call time or timing. But again, the truth is, Rob, no time and space. So, you know, most of us, we come here, we forget the plan anyway, right? So we have amnesia, most of us. Some of us have some memory. I I happen to remember, you know, not being in a body. I don't Mm -hmm. remember much about it, but I was aware of that as a tiny, you know, three-year-old. So, but most of us are have you know pretty pretty deep amnesia, right? And so we're following basically, hopefully our hearts, mm-hmm. our intuition, that little internal guidance, which could be our angels, our akashic masters, our beings of light, as best as they can get through to us. So we kind of follow the plan and stick with it. But the other interesting thing is is that you know in some ways. I'm not to say, who's to say, um, that this isn't part of the plan or or one of the plans. Again, you go back to 800 lives here. Mm -hmm. Maybe you're on life 400. Well, you have lots of stuff to do. So you're going to say, I'm going to be born to this family, and I'm going to go and, and, um, you know, do this work. And then you get waylaid, and you don't get born to that family because you're aborted. Okay. So now I get to, you know, understand what that felt like. And, and maybe part of my contract is about that mother working through forgiveness um, for herself or for her situation. Yeah, I understand the different ram, ramifications mm-hmm. and the possible outcomes. But mm-hmm. is, how do we know that all this is real, that this is not a figment of the human imagination in order to try and put some semblance on our own fallacies and our own failures in life? Good question. 
You know, honestly, um, I don't really believe I can I can answer that, Rob, because the truth is, is just like just like the question of how do you know that there's that mm-hmm. there's a creator right. or that there's a God or that there's anything else. You know, there's a whole piece of it that is our our experience yeah. and our faith and what we know kind of in that multi-dimensional way. So my experience of life is that I have these conversations with beings of light, and they guide me. And so for me, um, for one person could say, yeah, you're just crazy, Lisa. But I would say, well, you know, if I was just crazy, if there was no divine guidance, um, would I have written the book in two steps when I was told to? You don't would know have, that. You don't know. You might what? have. You might have. I, I might because have. Would you, I have won an agent out of 350 entries? I don't think so. I'm not that good of a writer. But Well, wait a second here. Okay, hold on here. Hold on here. Hold on here. You just said something that, that raises a flag. I'm not mm-hmm. that good of a writer, but I won a free agent. Mm-hmm. Now, if you would have said I won a lot of money or I won a publishing contract or I or anything else but a free agent, mm-hmm. I'm sure that agent has made money on you. Sure. Okay, so, so, so you know, right. like, listen, we're in my, you know, like, I, I know that you on your website, you give away certain things. Um, let me see here. Mm-hmm. It's a hook. You're hoping mm-hmm. by giving something away, people are going to come back to your website and spend money, right? Well, I'm hoping wait, that they'll start to... Wait a sec. Right or oh. wrong? Yeah. Or learn to access the records. Sure. Okay, you know, but you're doing this to make money. No. You're not making not, money? actually. You're not making money? I do make money. That's not my motivating factor. So my motivating factor is to share the love and the wisdom of the Akashic Records. But I, so, asked you, I asked you at the beginning about your book, how to do this or that, and you said, well, you know, it's in the book. Instead of mm-hmm. saying, well, this is how you do it, Rob, that, would have, that to me would have shown that you're doing it for other reasons except for monetary reasons. But when you tell me at the beginning of the, of the interview that, you know, the answer is in your book, to me, that that shows. Well, wait a minute. You're not giving me the answer as a free loving person who wants to make a, a big difference in the world. You're doing it because this is your business. Well, I can tell you that there is a sacred prayer, but it would take me more than an hour, like I said, mm-hmm. to teach you how to um, to to do to open your records and to access your akashic records. So. Mm-hmm. For $15, you could learn. For $300, you could take a live class with me. So you're right. I do offer my time in exchange for what we create is money in this world. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and But I also do it as, as reasonably as I possibly can. Mm-hmm. People say, you give your class away for 15 bucks in a book. And I say, because the Akashic Masters told me to. So I can offer all of this divine wisdom, seven healing prayers, mm-hmm. three access prayers for, you know, $15. And if someone's not that interested yeah. in learning how yeah. to access their records and it's not worth $15, and well, you know about publishing, sure. do I get any of that money? Well, mm-hmm. n- n- not really. Pennies on the 15 item a buck. 
out of $15, you know, I'm not getting rich over here. <laughs> selling books, right? So that's really sharing that wisdom of the, the infinite wisdom of the Akashic Records with the world. And that's the way the Akashic Masters suggested that I offer it to the world. So the, the Akashic Masters suggested that you charge $15 for a book, and they also suggested that you charge $300 for a class. You know, the book, honestly, that's mm-hmm. the publisher, right? The publisher, whatever, you mm-hmm. know, it's probably on Amazon for 10 bucks. Mm-hmm. You could probably download it for a couple on a Kindle. Yeah. You know, none of that really has anything to do with me or is my business. My work is yeah. to spread the, um, the energy, the information, give people empowerment okay. tools. Okay, if that is the You'll case, see. if that is the case, if that is the case. Why don't mm-hmm. you just make your book accessible on your website to anyone who wants it to download it for free? Mm. Because I have a publisher, and when you make a publishing contract, ah, okay. you say that I'm not going to give it away. So when I was gifted an agent, mm-hmm. he got me a publisher with a publishing contract. Now, if I was self-published, mm-hmm. I could do that. But well, because I'm, I'm published by a publisher... I can't do that. But if the no. but no, if that but if the, I won't, if ever. that if the Akashic Masters wanted you to spread the word, mm-hmm. why wouldn't they have suggested that you write your book, you put it on your website, and you give it away to all the people? Because maybe there are people listening who'd love to know about the Akashic Records, but fifteen bucks is fifteen bucks. What do I do? Buy a book, or do I buy? groceries or do i put 15 bucks of gas in the tank i was just wondering or 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 for free you can download a forgiveness prayer which is very very powerful and profound for healing Mm -hmm. karma and there's also a 30 page Mm ebook also as a free gift which you don't have to pay a penny for um, as well as a beautiful guided meditation that they've given me. So there are three free gifts at theinfinitewisdom.com. All right, Lisa, I want to, we've run out of time. We've run out of time for tonight, Lisa. I want to (laughs) thank you for coming on the show. Um, I, for one, would have found it to be more, to be more credible if at the beginning, when I asked the question, you would have said, I want to, instead of saying, well, you know, buy the book, basically. I'll be back on the other side of this break as we continue here in the Exome from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. <laughs> 